0: Are you prepared to navigate today's bond markets for your clients? With decades of experience, MFS has helped advisors uncover fixed income investment opportunities through volatile markets. Learn more at MFS.com.
1: Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of The Spotlight.
2: I am your host, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California, and I'm so happy to be here with you tonight. We have a wonderful guest, a Taisha Bradley celebrity publicist. Hey. hey. (laughs) We're going to talk the world of being a publicist and among other things. Uh, Hopefully, uh, my co-host, Jen, will be joining us pretty soon. Uh, She's running a little bit late, but let's get right into our guest. It's the lovely Taisha Bradley. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for letting me chill with you guys tonight. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tonight where I am.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it's six o'clock here, so uh, you know it's 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 a getting later. It's, it's getting, getting later. There.
0: Oh, it's eight o'clock yes. here. So. That's like my age group, bedtime winding down kind of thing, but
2: <laughs>
0: no I'm excited to be here.
2: Now you're you're based in uh Nashville, right?
0: Yes, I'm in the Nashville area, Tennessee, Nash Vegas. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now we we talked yeah. we talked before and I was telling you that I've been to Nashville uh a couple of times. Uh my sister who is a dentist now many moons ago. I won't say I'm not gonna out her age but Don't do it. <laughs> no, no, I want to stay alive. Uh, she went to, uh, she went to two HBCUs. Uh, she went to uh, Meharry and uh, Fisk. Mm-hmm. And yes. uh, and uh, so I went to both graduations. So, and I, I it was a long time ago. I, I remember it very well. I had a great time. Uh, what is it like in that area?
0: Um. Well, I'm pretty much in Nashville. There are a lot of HBCUs. So, you know, I'm not, from here I'm originally mm-hmm. from South Carolina and then I lived in um Maryland Baltimore shout out to more I um, for about 10 years then I moved to Tennessee but I just I'm so surprised at how many HBCUs are concentrated like in this Nashville area and also you know Tennessee as well um so I, their home com- homecoming season is like crazy like Nashville is just out of control homecoming season because there's so many homecomings back to back and, you know, people are coming, alumni are coming. Um, it's really great to be around that. I didn't attend at HBCU, um, but the college that I attended, like there was enough of us <laughs> to have, you know, kind of that, that HBCU community kind of feel. Um, but, you know, it's it's great to have that. So much talent comes out of there. Like you say, like a dentist, you know, we have Mahari there. Um, it just really does a lot for the culture. You know, people think Nashville, they think, you know, country music, but Mm -hmm. there's there's lots and lots of cultures here. And I definitely credit that for, you know, for having the HBCU. So this area is super diverse.
2: And big shout out to my nephew, who is a junior at uh, Fifth University. He's actually at the school that his mother and father met at. And uh, he's a uh, he's a business major and finance major. And uh so he's he was voted Mr Junior
0: at oh. six.
2: so yeah. So big shout out to Charles. <laughs> uh, shout out.
0: My yeah. excellence. <laughs> I'm
2: I'm quite quite proud of him. Uh and uh I would like to I, I I'm hoping to be able to go to uh Homecoming. I'm not it doesn't look likely right now, but um who knows? You never know, right? So
0: You never know. So put it in the put it in the universe. I I'll do and, that. And you'll get brought.
2: <laughs> I, I'll do that. But you know, so we'll we'll go back to your work there in Nashville, but I just wanted to sure. do that little flavor in the beginning. Now you right. now uh, once again, where are you from originally?
0: I am originally from South Carolina, Sumter, South Carolina, to be exact. Like you just kinda gotta know where that is and know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but shout out to my hometown. Um I also moved to like the country when we got, you know, older as if it wasn't the country anyway, but, and we call that area Wedgefield. And so I kind of finished out high school and, you know, after college, that's where I live. So shout out to Wedgefield too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So then after college, I moved to Baltimore, Maryland. I had an aunt who lived there. I used to go there for the summers. Like after I graduated from college, like I just wanted to do something. I wanted to be somewhere else. You know, um, I needed to go somewhere where I had like a relative or somebody that I could just kind of crash with. And that was like the furthest away in like the biggest city that I could go to. So I went there and I ended up staying for like 10 years. She moved back a couple of years after I moved there. And so, you know, the family were like, oh, y'all are moving back. I was like, oh, no, I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, it was great. That really kicked off my career in PR um, those years that I stayed in Baltimore because, you know, you have the, the DMV area, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Like, it's just so much opportunities, you know, there.
2: Right. Um, were you someone, like, back in high school that pretty much knew what you wanted to do with your life? Or is that something that came later?
0: Um, I did. I was very much so more on on pace <laughs> then. But, you know, you're so young. How do, how do you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, I knew exactly what I wanted to be. And I wanted to be... Um, an obstetrician, I wanted to deliver babies, and so (laughs) I was very into science, and I went through school that way, and I got to college, and I was a biology major, Um, you know, when I was going the pre-med route, and then I ran into chemistry, (laughs) and if you know me well, you know I'm not a math girl, I'm a wordsmith all day, communication is my thing, but give me numbers that are not dollars and cents, and I freeze up, and so chemistry, like, took me out you know the math portion of it and so I decided like all right so this might not be the route for me because this is like the intro to chemistry and I I couldn't do it you know the lab work I would make an A in lab and like a D in the class you know because I'm creative hands on I could do Mm -hmm. the lab stuff all day Mm -hmm. but in class like that was not my thing so I decided I was going to change my major I didn't know what I was going to change it to um, I've always been like pretty creative and crafty kind of thing, but you know, this is back then, like nineties, you know, before, you know, Etsy was like this huge thing and all these craft groups, you know, if you are crafty, you crafty, you do stuff for people, you know? Um, so i never thought of like a career in like crafty, creative kind of things. Um, and so I just looked in the, in the college, um, the, the course schedule. And so there was a brand new major that had just started called integrated marketing communication. And it had, um, classes, you took classes in like photography, uh, like TV broadcast, radio broadcast, feature writing, news, writing, um, graphic design, business. I was like, Oh, this sounds like a whole lot of fun cause I'm multi-passionate. I'm just learning what that is. I'm multi-passionate. Like I like a lot of different things. But they all kind of come back together and work together mm-hmm. <laughs> somehow. And so like I changed over to that major and like it was nothing like I, I just fit in so perfectly. And I was like, OK, well, obviously, this is, you know, this this must be what is for me. Um, and so that's how I kind of got on uh, the track. So I was supposed to deliver babies mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I'm delivering messages and stories for the people.
2: Well, you, you did still have a chance to deliver at least two babies.
0: I did. <laughs> well, <laughs> not deliver. Like uh, I, right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to think like I'm one of these gangster moms who <laughs> like, had their babies at home. Like, boom, ta-da. <laughs> but I do have two little ones. I have an 11-year-old, Mason. He is amazing. a prodigy, A, a prodigy, a genius. Like, he also speaks Chinese. Oh, wow. He's he's just brilliant. Like that's the homie. And then um, we also have a twenty-month-old, a twenty-one-month-old. He turned twenty-one months just yes, two days ago. I'm um, Landon, and man, he is he is adorable. He is busy. He is everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I kind of have like ten years in between kids. So it's like I'm a new mom all over again. And you would think like I have all this experience, but like. I really don't kind of remember the stuff from before. So it's just, you know, it's kind of like I'm a new mom again. Working (laughs) mom. But yeah, we're super excited.
2: But just to let our audience know that uh, we are live. And um, if you are watching on our YouTube channel, uh, you can, uh, talk into the chat. It is the top chat, which is on over to the right. It says, say something. So, uh, it's different from the comment section. So if you put in a statement or a question, we will recognize it. So I see that there's people that are, are watching, but, uh, they haven't made themselves be known. So,
0: say something. Do so. Yeah, say something. I want to talk,
2: <laughs> right? So <just laughs> ask say me a question. Yes. Okay. So, um, let's get back to, uh, to, you know, getting to the point where you're at, um, yeah. when the a lot of people don't quite understand what a publicist really is. Mm-hmm. They have some ideas, unless you're like in the business and you, you may have an understanding sometimes even in the business,
0: don't people know. don't really know. Right.
2: <laughs> so, uh, tell us what it is and what are some of the misconceptions of what you do and uh, pro- yeah. uh, prop to, uh, Zakira in the
0: chat room oh hi she's one of my rich friends she knows what that is and if you (laughs) know what that is you're probably a rich friend too hi rich friends um anyway um that is a that's a it's it's a big pain point in the communications field because there's so many different definitions and interpretations of it but the the main thing about that that i try to tell people is that you have to think of like communications as this umbrella so there's so many different things under communication that are like different lanes, but they all kind of cross and work together, you know, to make like one big thing. So public relations would be a, a, a sub-segment kind of like of communications in general. And that part focuses more on um, like media getting, you know, when you see uh, articles in the newspaper, you know, that's a, kind of a PR thing is connecting uh, sources like experts or, you know, people who have a story to tell and connecting them with journalists and the media. So imagine, you know, kind of if, if everyday people are contacting media, you know, and they want to be on TV, they kind of don't know what to say, kind of don't know what how to pitch, how to ask, get a lot of notes. publicists are kind of in the middle they are the middleman of the people who need the stories told and getting that to the journalist so we know how to communicate with the journalists to best have them be connected um you know with people and so even um things like when you see uh like guest experts on like the Steve Harvey show when someone's out there talking about relationships or even when like they bring the animals out. Okay, these people don't do this for a living. They they are a zoologist. Right. You know, or you know, they are a doctor. Like that's a real thing. But they're called guest experts. And so they don't just fall out of the sky. They have publicists who pitch them or who hear about these opportunities and think of, okay, what clients do I have that this will be a good fit for? Hey, Steve Harvey is looking for a guest expert. You know, I think you would be great. Do you? Let's do it. And you know, you kind of mediate on behalf. And then you pub, uh, publicists also um, help prepare people for those experiences because the last thing you want to do is you know land a great interview and then you get it and then you kind of don't know what to say or you freeze up or you ramble. And you know, that's this is very easy. So when you see these people on there and they're very polished, it's because someone has worked with them, likely worked with them to make sure that they are able to, you know, communicate their message and speak, Um, speak in sound bites, which is a a PR thing where, you know, you say these short interesting things because we all know like TV and radio broadcasts get edited. And so you want them to train them to, you know, these are the powerful things that I really want to get out. So I'll say these things in these powerful bursts, which is great for editing. They can just cut that, play that, cut that, play that. You see it a lot in reality TV. You know, I'm um, in all kind of network TV. So publicists, you know, kind of people see it from the outside, like, oh, call my PR agent, you know, and connect the dots. But there are lots of things that we do behind the scenes to um, prepare people for the opportunities and also to teach them how to leverage those opportunities as well. And um, actually, I am I have been uh, working on something to kind of help people in the masses. People ask me a lot um about helping them with public relations but what they don't understand is that um it can be kind of costly because publicists are on call 24 7. we're always pitching for you we're always taking a phone call from the reporter you know we're on all the time so if you can imagine you know how stressful that would be so it's hard um if you're independent publicist like myself to do that for a whole whole lot of people and it's not cost effective to everyone um who needs it which are kind of like entrepreneurs and startups those are people who really really need it but you know it's not in the the budget. I understand, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, you know, some you you have to cut corners and do what you have to do or better yet, you just have to learn how to do enough to help yourself until you get to a place where you can pay someone. And, you know, and, and truth be told, publicists, that's what we want. You know, we want you to already be together. We want you to already know the drill. We want you to already have your little coins together so you can just pay us so we can pitch you and everybody can come up. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> so what I have done is put together um a workshop it's called instant authority which gets people going with the momentum of starting to get media coverage
2: all right i love it i love yeah. it you, you know uh, doing these different shows and you know having a lot of uh people in the industry on my on my shows i have to often talk to P- pr people right and um it's a mixed bag uh doing the booking cuz i do the booking generally i do it myself um i've had bookers at times but um i right now I, I do it myself and like i said it's a mixed bag like sometimes it's a wonderful experience uh even even if it doesn't you know doesn't go the way you want to it's still a good experience and um, sometimes it's it can be a kind of negative experience. Not all PR people have you know are awesome, you know awesome people to deal with. So uh, and some of them are petty, you know, and all of that. So
1: <laughs>
2: that was petty, sir. Uh, oh yeah, but I have to say you you are definitely my favorite of all the ones that I've ever uh, dealt with. And um, one thing is your communication is awesome, and you you know like it's. You know, it's very, you know, it's a very good working relationship with you. Uh, you do a, such a great job of advocating for your people as well yeah. as communicating who they are, what they are, and how we can better help each other. Um, right. And I really appreciate that as someone oh, who, well, thank you. Do, who does. That
0: means a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's,
2: it's wonderful, especially exactly. you appreciate you more when you deal with some of the other people out there (laughs) so that you're like you know it's like why can't everybody be like you (laughs) when you get
0: clients you kind of don't know what you Mm -hmm. get and a lot of us we end up with people who are um who people who need publicists are people who kind of like to be in the spotlight and you know we like that some of us we're kind of introverts you Mm -hmm. know we like to hop out the spotlight you know go to the red carpet events and be cute but like we don't want to be like the star. We like being behind the scenes and we like, you know, helping other people um, to the spotlight, but man, you get mixed bags, especially like when you start to, you know, work with like celebrities, big personalities, egos, creative people. Um, lots of us publicists, we're creative people as well. So you just get a lot of different personalities, but um, I would say that, you know, um, there are industries where people, you know, just decide they want to be something, they want to do something that looks cool, and they kind of really don't know the inner workings, they know kind of what they see or what they hear, what they see on the outside, you know, the jobs that look fun and cool on the outside, usually on the inside, you know, it's kind of chaos to put on, you know, like a whole show, so, um... Mm -hmm. Some people just decide, you know, they want to be a publicist, they decide they want to be an influencer, they just decide. And, you know, it's an age where you can't do that. But there's lots of information and resources. You know, I just say continue to educate yourself. So I did go to school for, you know, marketing communications. Um, I got my uh, bachelor of science degree in integrated marketing communications at Winthrop University. Mm-hmm. Um in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Shout out to the Woo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um a couple years later, more than a couple years, a good bit years later, mm-hmm. <laughs> I went back and I got my master's degree at the New York Institute of Technology and I got a master of communication arts in the public relations and advertising. So like I did go to school for it. And, you know, I do just kind of wing it and, you know, kind of go with street smarts and, you know, what I know and instinct. But I do couple it along, you know, with the education that I have. So, you know, not everyone um, is able to or wants to, you know, go through that much schooling. But I say, you know, go to conferences, um, do workshops. Connect with other publicists like this should not be a competitive industry because we're all about connections, mm-hmm. and like we have to work together a lot lot you know right. <laughs> um so i mean you you just kind of it it just kind of differs you know what what people's backgrounds are mm-hmm. as it, far as like in the industry
2: if you, if you don't mind um uh I like to kind of go over what is in your job description, what's not and clear up some misconceptions that people may have. Uh, Because, you know, a lot of times people watch stuff on television and they get an idea. So, and a lot of people don't know the functions of people who work, you know, on behalf of different, you know, entities or whatever, if it's a celebrity or a hospital or whatever, who may ever need it. right? Um, But let's say for the example of, if you are, let's say an actor uh, who needs people, a lot of people know about agents, managers, and PR people. Uh, can you kind of give the the difference between the three, and also where you guys intersect, if mm-hmm. at, at all?
0: Right. Okay. Before I do that, let mm-hmm. me say this because people are hitting me up like, um, "We're listening, but we don't know how to get in contact with you." My website address is taishabratley.com. It's T-A-I-I-S-H-A bradley.com and i'm also that's also my social handle so at Taisha bradley if you are looking for me or you're looking for instant authority all right thank you for hitting me up but i need to focus all right right, so back to that so this is this is what a publisher's responsibilities are because i think that's where a lot of times people get into feeling like they've had a bad experience is because they're not sure Mm -hmm. what to expect all right so we're not miracle workers we can't just you know, just throw it out there or whatever you want, you just send us after it. So sometimes people will come and, you know, I'll ask them like what are your goals? Like I just wanna know what are your goals. And sometimes there there are they are a knitter. Mm-hmm. Shout out to all the knitters. But they wanna be on Ellen. All right, so You know what I'm saying? That's way up. Not that it's impossible, but you're going to have to stare stuff up. You're going to have to get some visibility started. So, for people who haven't had visibility or haven't had a lot of visibility, or especially even like national visibility, like you kind of start small and you just kind of build, you do like local things, um, like a local newspaper, um, an AM FM radio station, you do a podcast, you submit a quote to a blog, like you do those little things and you kind of use those to build up yourself up to become credible. So once you're credible, which means, you know, the, the people see you and the media is particularly sees you as an expert. And they also see you as believable, right? Because media, you got to be believable. Imagine, you know, you're working and you have to bring in a person um, to a meeting, you know, and this person is going to 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 speak about this great thing, but you don't really know this person. This person emailed you; it's they might be a good fit, you know. You you look the background, you did your best research, so you just have to hope that they don't come in there and embarrass you. Okay, so that's kind of what it's like for journalists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what I mean? You kind of taking a chance (laughs) on who you bring in, you know what I mean? And it, and it looks bad on them, you know, in the long run. So they want to make sure that they've done their due diligence with having someone who has some credibility. So as you get media and you do smaller things, you use that to build up your credibility. So when the media comes to you or they're considering you, they'll say, Hmm, okay, you've done some things here or there, or you've done a lot of things, you know, obviously, you know, people are interested in talking to you, you know how this works, you know, and you've got media coverage, I'd like to take a shot at, shot on you. And those are going to be like your your producers, you know, where, where you get like a full segment on the news or to come on to like a TV show or, you know, to be on a larger um, radio show or something that's syndicated. So you kind of have to build up. And what we find is post is a lot of times people don't want to start at that bottom like they just want to run and it doesn't work like that. Sometimes you will get something big, you know, especially if you're pretty, you know, established and you you know you have some credibility, you're known, you can get something big and it'll change overnight, but that's not the norm. Right. So there's some expectations and also, you know, Think about pitching magazines when you get a magazine and you look at it for the month, say the month of October. That magazine was pretty much done like two months ago, right, right. <laughs> you know, at minimum for the whole year. They have editorial calendars. They know what they're going to do for the whole year. So they have a whole year to look for people. So a lot of times when you are looking for opportunities, they are not for right then. It may take a couple of months for an editor to get back to you. Because you know they're not working on that right then, but it's something that's coming up. And a lot of times people don't have patience. Like it's been two months and I ain't get a thing. It's been three months and I didn't get a thing. Not knowing that you know Black Enterprise or Essence or Cosmo or Elle could be right about to push the button. And I've had clients you know working before and just kind of get discouraged, and they're like, "All right, I think I kind of you know I'm I'm done <laughs> with this round." And then I get something for them. After they've already, you know, uh, we're not working together anymore. Mm. And it's unfortunate that I have to pass because I'm sorry, I don't work with this client anymore. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, so I would say have patience.
1: Patience. Have right.
0: patience. However, if people are just like promising you, this is this is the thing, this is how you know. <laughs> mm. If people are promising you for a fact that they can get you at all these places, it, it's it's a problem. Not' that saying they're doing anything wrong, but it doesn't work like that, not for the real stuff, not for the important stuff. you know when people ask you about work that you've done or places that you've been, you really want to be able to speak to that experience, you know, and not just be like, well, my publicist set that up somehow, and that's how I got there. You know, you just you really need to work for it, you know to do it. We call it earned the media because you really did earn it. You are Hmm. out there, you know, sharing your purpose, living in your gifts and your publicist is your gift. to You. (laughs) Our purpose is to put you out there, you know, so you just continue to be great. And we'll we'll do that for you. But it just takes some time and some patience. And if anybody says that they can get it for you, just done fast, fast, fast. You know, what do they say? Like fast money is what is it short money something like fast publicity is 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 short it's not long term it's not reaching it's right. not things that you can build upon you know to do bigger and better things to get bigger media opportunities to get different kinds of opportunities to have people reach out to you to buy your products or to like partner with you you just kind of never know what can come from so you always want to do everything with integrity cuz we all know with the media it takes one slip up to find out that you know you are less than credible and all authority is gone. No one believes anything that you say again. So, you know, do it the right way.
2: Yeah. Um, so when, okay. So now as a, as a publicist, um, how do you, how, I'm sorry, sorry, not as a publicist, but as an entity, how should one person realize, when do you need a publicist? Like at what point, uh, is it, uh, After you've already started to have some sort of success or Mm -hmm. do you get it right? If you see it coming, I mean, like, at what point Mm -hmm. do I need a publicist?
0: Um, So that could vary. And I feel like a lot of times, like you kind of know it's at the point where, you know, you've done media when you're getting so many requests. And you're tired of doing those things, you know, for free, you know, mm-hmm. your inbox is full of those, you know, at that point, you know, it's it's time to get paid to do some things, you know, and leverage yourself that way. Um, oftentimes people um, tend to come to me where they don't know anymore, like what to accept, like they don't need it for the exposure anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, they need to. to to scale it back and only, you know, be choosy. So usually those people are getting um, a lot of opportunities. Um, sometimes they're people who are disruptors, like they have something that is disrupting their industry right now, um, especially if you can ride the wave of something like super current, you know, that's right in your industry, you know, you might be uh, need to position yourself for a publicist, you know, to to catch that big windfall. Cause you know, well, the it can be overwhelming, to be in like the media spotlight, like all of a sudden overnight. And, you know, sometimes there's a person who can, you know, help you out with that and media that for you and sift through those opportunities. Um, so I would say when you don't necessarily need a publicist, it's kind of like when you're starting up, because again, you know, if you get someone who's, who's trained to what they do, they're not going to be, um, that inexpensive, (laughs) you know, it can be a little issues. And I say, focus those funds when you're starting up, when you're a startup and you're growing, into putting systems in place that you need to kind of be stable, because we don't want you know people who don't have those systems in place and they throw all this money to us and we get all this attention to them and they're doing well and they're doing great, and when that kind of dies down, they kind of tinker off and the business doesn't exist anymore you right. know that's not that's not beneficial for us, so we are looking to work with people um who are you know like long term and stable as well, so I would say starting off you know you can Take courses like Instant Authority that will teach you, you know, how you, in two hours, you can build yourself as credible, um, you know, and present yourself that way and position yourself, you know, as an authority in your industry and use that to leverage more relationships, more partnerships, um, more customers, more sales. And as you, you know, continue to build, 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 when you get to a place where, you know, like, you don't have time for that anymore. You know, you're so busy with, you know, living in your purpose and your gifts, what you do with the business. Then you hire someone to kind of pass that off. Um, So you could definitely, you know, put strategies in place and, and manage them yourselves Um, when you're starting up. And that's what I specialize in. You know, people, a lot of people say, well, you know, it's too much. It's over my head. I just want someone to do it. Well, everybody wants someone to just, you know, mm-hmm. do it. I just want someone to clean my house, you know, right, <laughs> but that's right. just not the case right now of course you just want somebody to do it but you know if that's not you're at that place right now you can work with someone like me who is you know I'm lending like my knowledge out to people and just training people you know these are things that you can do until you get where you need to be and I want you to get where you need to be so you can hire me, <laughs> right. you know, so I want to support people kind of on that journey. And again, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a parent. I know that time is limited and money is limited. And those are the two things that entrepreneurs are trying to get. We want more time to do what we want to do and we want more money to do what we want to do and kind of take care of our families so we can do what we want to do with our families. Right. right, right. So, you know, people could just educate themselves and kind of bootstrap themselves up in the beginning until they're ready to kind of pass the baton on.
2: Now, um, say I'm a uh I'm someone who has like a, a, an event like a film festival mm-hmm. or some sort of some sort of public event. Um where can uh public how can a publicist help that situation besides, I mean, just I guess the obvious which would be like radio spots and stuff
0: like that? Mm-hmm. Um, well, th- sometimes there are different kinds of publicists. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a celebrity publicist because that's what I decided I wanted to be when I was growing up. You know, after I changed my major, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a celebrity publicist. And guess what? I'm the celebrity publicist. I work for myself. Who going to check me, boo? Right, <laughs> right, right. Uh, but I have worked with, with celebrities. But, you know, that's just kind of, you know, I kind of like to work with people who um, aren't necessarily, you know, complete celebrities, famous, but people who. for excellence you know that's a celebrity to me
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, so it's not limited to that but as far as events there are some people some publicists that are specifically events publicists mm-hmm. like that's kind of what they do and it's different from like an event marketer
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and in the sense of you know marketing um, tends to kind of be a little more of like the paid media like advertisements on um, like facebook ads like passing out flyers, those kinds of things. Whereas um, public relations will be more like, um, like putting uh, the event postings like online, um, getting a, a PSA done on the radio station for pro Bono or um, getting the um, the event covered, you know, beforehand or the day of, or having a reporter at the event, talking to people, asking about their experiences. So that's more of like how an event publicist um, mm-hmm. well, you know, publicity works as far as events. It's more about, um, getting impressions, you know, getting, getting people interested in it, as opposed to just selling tickets, selling tickets, selling tickets, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's not just getting butts in the door, but it's getting people pumped up to want to come, you know, to your event.
2: Mm. So, uh, I know you, you do celebrity, um, you're a celebrity publicist, but Yay. if you, if you, if you do, if you have a event that's popping off, um, would you suggest that they, uh, let's say it's like six months ahead. Would you mm-hmm. get the publicist six months ahead or would you wait closer to hire a publicist? Like, uh, you know, like at what point I'm, uh, I was wondering like, what point do you, uh, do you go, okay, yeah, I need to get a publicist on this right now.
0: Um, I personally, so listen. I'm an events person, so I've I've gave myself a moniker. I'm a philanthropic socialite. Like I will go to a gala, a charity event, (laughs) like but like I just like events Mm -hmm. and I like to be out and I'm on like the committee and I plan like a lot of um charity fundraiser events, you know, um with different organizers around town. So me personally, because I'm kind of like an events person, a year out. I'm I'm thinking of what to do. Mm. I do my kids birthday parties like a year out because I need to know oh, wow. <laughs> What I'm doing. I'm um, so a year a solid year out from an event if you could possibly do that will give you all the time that you can do To work out the kinks to do all your marketing to do public relations plans to have an successful event so successful events some people could just, you know, if they're an influencer, they have influencers. They can whip up an event and have a lot of people. But if you're kind of doing something grassroots, especially if you're trying to create like a movement or something new, I would say a year out. But um, if you, you know, have your event done and this it's in the works and it's go time, I would say you would need at minimum ninety days to work mm-hmm. with the publicist because that news cycle kind of runs on about ninety days, kind of like a quarter. Um, for instance, um. If it's something timely, you don't want to wait, because I've had opportunities to get good coverage for um, events for clients, you know, or for an event, and the event is right around the corner. We just got contracted, you know, and I had the reporter come out, um, do something, you know, a week or two in advance, and it takes like a week or two, you know, mm. for it to get done and the production and the process, and it runs, and then the event is the next day.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: You know what I mean? So you want to give your time, yourself time, you know, you'd be like, all right, cool. I'm having this. A reporter's coming out tomorrow. Well, it could be a week or two before that reporter gets that segment done, especially if something um, breaks, like in your area, like some current news. Um, they will switch gears in a minute <laughs> and right. get reassigned to something else, you know. Right. So, so you, you, I would definitely try to pad in as much time as possible at, at minimum three months just to, to give things start, you know, you can even just be setting up things, you know, for the next 90 days, you know, so when you just pull the trigger, you just know, you know, what the turnaround time is, um, as well.
2: Now being a celebrity, uh, the publicist based in Nashville, uh, you know, have you found that that makes it things a little difficult because you're not in New York or LA (laughs) or Atlanta Well, you're close to Atlanta.
0: Close to Atlanta, mm-hmm. yes. Um, I would say very much. So it's a, it's you know a little difficult. For certain things, Um, obviously, if I was in New York or LA, I would get to be involved in a lot more, you know, of the fun parts of being a publicist. That people see, like the red carpet events, like those are amazing. I would Mm -hmm. love to do more of those. Um, I wish there were more red carpet events in Nashville because we do have a lot of celebrities, and you know, we have the Stellar Awards and the CMAs, and I'm sure that they have red carpet stuff. So if anyone knows how they can plug in the plug Mm -hmm. into the CMAs or the Stellar Awards red carpet, (laughs)
1: girl.
0: But, you know, it's not abundant like it is in, like, New York and L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, you know, work with a lot of people virtually. You know, I've, I've worked with clients, you know, and you're in L.A. Mm-hmm. You know, I talk to people in L.A. And, you know, just technology allows you to be able to do so much. Um, But as you know, I had a client who was in a whole nother country. <laughs> right, right. You know, and we were still able to just kind of kind of work like nothing you know I would just arrange things for him to go to um obviously you know I wouldn't be across the pond <laughs> every time to you know accompany him to events but you know I would definitely make sure that he's prepared and you know knew what to do and you know it's fine technology technology thank god for technology yeah. right <laughs> thank god for technology but yeah I need to I need to be on those red carpet events Mm -hmm. and at all these awards (laughs) do you
2: ever do you ever go out to la or new york
0: i have never been to la i've never been to california wow shame no but you know I've been to Las Vegas twice mm-hmm. and I know that California has to be an amazing because I love Las Vegas I love Nevada mm-hmm. like the the air is different there like the vibe it's like I can feel it right so I think that that is like radiating off California you, <laughs> so West Coast is you know I'm definitely going to get over there I have some family there um, also
2: yeah you gotta so, you gotta come down you gotta I come know, down
0: I know yeah,
2: and let everybody know get your tentacles all over the place
0: I know. Listen, I'm afraid <laughs> (laughs) i won't want to come back so
2: (laughs) (laughs) probably so i might
0: want to stay um Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but yeah and as far as new york like i've been in new york like a couple times but Mm -hmm. to be honest like I'm a metropolitan girl. Like I like things and destinations and you know things to do. But I'm not like a big city girl. Like I don't. I'm not into the subway or the buses mm-hmm. or all that walking. Like <laughs> Baltimore was about as city as it got, and I lived in the county. So, right, right. I don't think that I would like to live, you know, in a in a huge, huge city. Mm-hmm. Like, that, and, and I despise traffic too, even though there's a lot of traffic around here too. Yeah. So actually I live um, a little south of Nashville. Mm-hmm. I'm in Rutherford County, Tennessee. Shout out to Rutherford County. Um, there are three cities in our county and we're the largest county. I'm very family friendly. And we are actually, um, my city is the number 10, um, like most desirable city to live in, mm-hmm. in the country.
2: Oh, nice!
0: So we have the 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 nicest the niceties of like kind of like the suburb family oriented you know tourism kind of living here like land like our house is on an acre you know you can't get that <laughs> right right in a lot of places but we still have Nashville which is maybe forty minutes traffic is kind of crazy so that could vary um maybe just like forty minutes down the road where there's pretty much everything that you could want so we kind of get the best of both worlds um like where I live
2: nice. Nice. Okay, so uh, now you you have a special project that you wanted to talk about on the show. Uh, tell the audience about it.
0: Oh, yeah. So um, speaking of local, I um, the area that I live in, again, is Rutherford County. Um, again, our county is growing exponentially, so we're getting a lot of people from uh other places and i'm kind of a transplant um here we have middle tennessee state university and you know the students are graduating and you know this is the number 10 most desirable place to stay so they're not going home and they're not moving away like they're staying here so we're growing and the diversity is growing and i'm super excited because you know again i spent 10 years in the dmv area you know dc chocolate city just (laughs) lots of culture and you know all kinds of food, just lots and lots of diversity. However, when I moved back down south and moved to Tennessee, I kind of (laughs) forgot. You know, I had taken the diversity, um, you know, I took it for granted, you know, and I just always felt, you know, like, gosh, I wish there was more things for, like, minorities, particularly African-American culture, like me, you know, I'm interested in what I want to do. Here, where I am, I'm like, gosh, I just wish there were some things. I wish we didn't always have to drive to Nashville because the traffic is, like, bad. And, you know, you want to go out for, like, a good night, you know, and have a good time and have a drink. You don't want to have to drive, like, an hour back (laughs) in the middle of the night. I wish there were more things here. So I um, just decided, like, all right, maybe I'll do some things. And the first thing that I was looking for was, like, a business community of kind of, like, an African-American centric business Community kind of presence, and we have the NAACP, but you know that can be kind of political. I just want to like network, right, right. <laughs> um, so I ended up um founding the Rutherford County Black Business Network, and um basically what I'm trying to do is connect um like the black business owners here, especially the ones that have storefronts, to know each other. I was really surprised that a lot of them like didn't know each other, and it, it's not that many. So, like, you know, I was like, how do you not know? <laughs> right, right. This, you know, or sometimes people would just not know that a certain business was black-owned or they'd be a business that, you know, you only see, like, black staff and you think it's black-owned, but it's not. Right. <laughs> you know, and, you know, place that I've come from, like, you know, where there's a lot of diversity, you just kind of know. <laughs> and so I was just really surprised by that, and I wanted to do something about that. So I wanted everyone to be able to connect want, like, um, asking American entrepreneurs to be able to connect and start to work together and refer each other, you know, and kind of look out for each other and, you know, kind of create this um, socioeconomic culture, you know, where we live here in this great, great city that everyone wants to be in, you know, and all these people are coming from different places and, like, it's great for our economy here, you know, because it brings in money and jobs and, you know... More diversity and we want people to stay, I want people to stay so they want, you know, business things to do and social things to do. So I put together the um, business network to take care of the business. And then I started um, throwing some events like myself just for things to do, like I had um, a relative, my cousin, come into town because she was um, an artist on display at a gallery where I got her. See, I'm always the PR person, right? Right. So she came all the way from Charlotte, North Carolina, to bring her art for a gallery in Tennessee because I like I hooked that up. Right. Um, but the last time she came, we went to Nashville. It was just such a long drive. We had to come back, and it just wasn't like a great time. Like we wanted to turn up and just cut the corner and come back home. Right. Um, so I decided to like I would do an event for her but there was an existing event um in Nashville that I really liked and I knew the founder of that so I was like hey can like you do this here and we do it together and so we did and the event is called um it was called Dashiki's and Shout Shout out, <laughs> shout out to it. Sean Witzel <laughs> his event out of Nashville and it was like amazing like the culture came out it was for the people and like um you wore your dashiki you got in free because i just want people to come and just chill you got in free there was free uh daiquiris and wine like me sean um and some of his team like we just kind of pitched in together and just threw a party for the culture and celebrated my cousin being there you know as an artist and the arts um we had vendors we had food um all of the vendors um, that I hire are African American. They are entrepreneurs, and they're super, super entrepreneurial. Because I really, I really love that. Like, I love people who like have like the street smarts and the book smarts, and they like hustles right in the middle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Very corporate, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> when it's, when the DJ gets lit, you know they're over there too. Like right. I like that, and so I really look for people who would fit like that vibe, and they fit perfectly. And you know. The vendors made money. It was great, you know, to see, you know, people, you know, shopping with the black owned businesses and making the connect. It was really a beautiful movement. And that assured me that, all right, this is definitely, definitely something that the people want and need. Um, So that's something that I'm looking to continue to do. Um, In January, I'm going to do more with the Black Business Network because, you know, I kind of built it. And people wanted it and it kind of grew real fast. And I'm like, all right, so what am I going to do now? <laughs> so, um, but I have a plan and we're going to build it out and we'll be doing business events and we'll be doing social events and, you know, we'll be lifting each other up. So that's like my passion project <laughs> wow. that I'm working on on top of everything else.
2: That is so awesome. Man. I I just love it. <laughs> I think it's so important to have because uh, it seemed like back in the 90s, it was more of a connectivity with the black owned business and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, it mm-hmm. seemed like there was, there was a lot of, uh, of guides that were out, you know, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of, you know, and then it just seemed like in the two thousands, it just kind of went away that that togetherness. Mm-hmm. And then, but I, it seems like in the last several years, you're starting to hear like recy- more of recycling the black dollar
0: Why? And, and black empowerment and well, those know, th- it's a little of the political climate like you kind of need mm-hmm. to get your your coins in order and be more self-sustainable right
2: know? right right you, you gotta, know right so
0: everybody's kind of like thinking like long term like all right, right.
2: i'm so glad <laughs> though i ain't never him, changed my
0: family <laughs> without hey. any kind of you know kind of infrastructure things so i hey. think people are being moved by that But I know I just read recently that, um, you know, entrepreneurship is growing, but black entrepreneurship, especially black female entrepreneurship is just like off the charts, Mm -hmm. off the charts that there are actually not enough tools and resources right now to support the amount of of minority, um, particularly African-American business professionals and entrepreneurs coming up like They need education. They need tools. They need resources. A lot of them are going straight from high school into entrepreneurship and not going to college. And so you can definitely do that. But you do need to know, you know, certain things. And there are people out here like me and other people, you know, who are consultants and coaches coaches. You know, you know, that can you know, a lot of people again, (laughs) Mm -hmm. people can just decide what they want to be. But, you know, there are real coaches there are, are real people out here, you know, who have done this for a living in a corporate structure or a nonprofit structure, and they just want to be free. <laughs> and they have this knowledge and they want to give it to the people, but they're kind of not trusting. But like now is the time you need to be grabbing up all the information like that you can get. I would say I recently went through a um, an online business course that Just It really changed my life. And I know that's so cliche to say, and people say that all the time, but, like, it's really some smart people out there that know the game, that all they want to do is teach you the game so you can be good, too. You know what I mean? And so people need to really, um, you know, kind of take advantage of that and not shy away from, you know, kind of like the online learning thing. Like, it's a big thing. Everything is online now. So I would say be more accepting and open to that because it's really changed the game for me like I was thinking small and I didn't know that I was thinking small you know because you don't know what you don't know so definitely you know get the knowledge
2: because now is,
0: now is the time you know to be an entrepreneur
2: it is the time and there's so many tools that are out there for totally. you mm-hmm. there's uh, like instant
0: you know. authority
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I, mean, there's see, a- I
0: keep bringing it up like I'm so excited like I could hardly sleep at night sometimes or I'll stay up all night because I'm just like in the lab, you know how mm-hmm. people are, like are in the studio, how rappers are in the studio, like all night working. Like I'm like up working on PR stuff like that. Like, oh, they're not going to be ready for this. They're not going to be ready for this. And the funny thing about it is that in in my stuff, like I I make things not necessarily simple, but I make them understandable. Like I know how to break stuff down. Like we have an 11 year old like a preteen. Like if you have kids or you're around any kind of pre, you know you have to break stuff down. <laughs> Um, And so I do that, you know, for people like I I don't make it necessarily simple. It's still the same processes that I would use as a professional, but Mm -hmm. I make it really understandable and like fast. So you can just kind of get it done and just like let it work. But definitely, you know, people need to to yeah
2: just get your education up take a course take a class that's right <laughs> let's do it let's do it all right so we're at the the part of the show that i affectionately like to call rapid fire and the mm-hmm. way that rapid fire works is that i will be peppering you with questions uh yeah, not let me all, get, get
0: my water yeah you, you have to get the you ra- do.
2: water <laughs> going. all right so are you ready for some rapid fire yes Okay. We call it rapid fire, but you go at your own pace. Okay. All right. So, a couple of years ago, at the year at the uh, at Coachella, they had a hologram concert for the rapper Tupac. What dead artist or band would you like to see a hologram concert of?
0: Biggie. Next question.
2: Oh, Biggie, that's right. So we did two. We got to do Biggie.
0: Biggie fan. Oh my gosh, I'm a Biggie fan. Like I have a Biggie t-shirt collection. Like you just can't tell me I ain't going hard. And don't let it be business casual because I will definitely be having a Biggie t-shirt with a blazer on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Biggie. Okay. What's your favorite guilty pleasure junk food?
0: Ooh, Symphony bars, but the ones with the blue writing with the almonds. Oh, uh. Oh. Favorite. they're like two dollars a candy bar too like where they do that at <laughs> but like my husband would just get me one on the way home and he'd be like bam like i don't need no roses roses died let me get that stephanie bar <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, what's a what's a dead celebrity that you wish you could have been their pr person when they were alive
0: oh a dead celebrity mm-hmm mm.
2: It doesn't even yeah, have to be an actor, it could be just a famous person.
0: No. Um No, never mind. That was that Listen, I was thinking of somebody, but look, that'll be too much trouble. Why are not gonna say who? Um, I don't know. Let's come back. Pass. <laughs> oh, okay. She said pass. <laughs>
2: like we're on uh, Who Wants to be a Millionaire.
0: Yeah. Okay, you, pass. <laughs> okay, so all right. Oh wait, 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 wait. I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. And here we go. I'm gonna get deep. I would say my Uncle Bill. So I have a famous uncle. You know, how people say they got a famous uncle. Mm-hmm. So um, he passed away the day after I had my first son. So July fourth, two thousand seven, he passed away. But Bill Pinkney of Bill Pinkney and the Drifters, you know, under the boardwalk, beach mm-hmm. music. My Uncle Bill was the first person that exposed me to like celebrities and celebrity life. And my first interview with media was. At a, with a journalist that was at one of his concerts, so I would have been too young. But hindsight, twenty twenty, Uncle Bill, I got you. <laughs> all right,
1: all
2: right. So, um, okay. So the uh, the next question is, um, uh, speaking of Family Feud, that which is so funny is that okay family feud it's a team of five right so uh of course you're you would be the captain of the team you got to okay. name four other friends or family members that would be on your family feud team
0: on my family feud team man all right i'm gonna have to pick my best friend markeisha because mm-hmm. that's my everything she's down with everything uh, i'm having to pick my girlfriend april mm-hmm. She's down with everything too. She's my cousin too. Um, I would definitely pick my husband because you got to have your family on it, right?
1: You
0: too, right? <laughs> um, I would pick.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, God. So I would
0: pick. How many more people do I have? Just one more. One more? Mm-hmm. All right. Who else am I going to pick? I'm going to pick. Oh, my homie Carlton. Okay. All right, yeah. so,
2: they're, so they're listening out there like they were like oh thank Yay. god I made the cut
0: I know I picked my friends like what is wrong
2: with <laughs> he's like forget the
1: family but
0: listen, but listen I'm trying to win like I know like me and my friends like we like the power rangers like we can we know what each other are thinking like we can knock it out so no shade to my family but you know we got superpowers. I'm trying to
2: get that money. Like, what is it? A hundred thousand? Yeah, and, a, I'll and take a, it in a Ford with, Focus. <laughs> and I'll a party for all my family that's
0: mad that I didn't bring them. That's okay. We're gonna turn up with the winnings.
2: <laughs> all right. So, last question. We always end on this. Is you got to help a brother out? A young man is taking a young lady out on a date in Nashville, and he needs your help. You need to tell him what is the best date that he can take this young lady out.
0: The best date in Nashville, hmm. the best date in Nashville, I mean, it's so much to choose, so mm. much to choose. But I would say, you know, I like to spend time on dates and do experiences, um, to kind of go downtown and do like the, the bar crawl thing mm. at, at Broadway. It's a lot of fun. You meet a lot of strange people. It's a lot like Vegas. So you can kind of bar hop, walk, and chill. There are different restaurants, little dive spots. Some of them play music. So, yeah. Hand in hand, Broadway, downtown Nashville, Nash Vegas.
2: Okay. All right. So, if I'm ever there and I take someone out on a date, if it goes well, I'll yeah. take credit. If it goes wrong, yeah. I'll say Taisha told me to do
0: it. <laughs> so- Listen, sorry. I'm married. I'm off the game. I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, what's next for you?
0: Um what's next for me. I am, i um, launching instant authority of course mm-hmm. that was what I was talking about. Cause you can tell I'm super excited. Um, I was going to hold it, but since I'm going to be on here tonight, like I'm just going to let it loose. So instant authority is on sale now. Um, it is going to be $47 and that's not a lot of money at mm-hmm. all. Right. But right now I have it $27 cause I'm pumped and I'm here. Um, it's at my website, taishabradley.com Mm -hmm. um you can check that out and get your whole entire life get your pr game up like it'll instantly transform like the way you look at yourself the way that people look at you like physically it's going to change the game but you got to get it to check it out right Right. (laughs) i could teach you but i got to charge um and then i'm after that i'm working on something um something else for the people pr wise that is um, a little bigger, but it's a lot better. It's awesome, kind of goes more in depth and kinda you know once you get the ball rolling with instant authority, I am teaching people how to get booked on national media t v shows. Steve Harvey. I'll show you how to do Ellen. Good luck, <laughs> so I'll be doing that and then um, a little bit further down the line, I have something major, major coming. I'm so excited like I finally figured out how to serve all the people, everything that they need in an affordable way. And like, I'm, I'm so pleased, wow. <laughs> you know, it kind of really took me like two years to be able to do that. So I'm really looking I'm forward to like meeting a lot of people, like go to my website and put your name and your email address in and I'll just kind of keep you updated. But like, I'm going to be putting people on like nobody's business. And I'm about to be everybody's publicist. <laughs> hey, I can
1: dig <laughs> I it. I want to see
0: everybody come up. I want to see everybody do well. And y'all remember your publicist. And get me in all the red carpets. Get me into the gifting suites. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing. Like, I'm I'm just really excited that I've really found my groove, you know, and found ways to do what I like to do and, you know, and see people come up. Like, I really do genuinely, like, love to see people come up, you know. And, um, and so that's what I'm gonna be doing on a big scale. And I'll be, you know, doing more with the Westbrook County Black Business Network, some um, business and some social events, and, you know, living my best life and playing, you know, at the park with my boys and, Aww. you know, hanging out with the family.
2: Oh, that's, that's so sweet.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> Teresa Campbell uh, is in the chat room too, so shout out to her. Teresa? Well.
0: Yes. Yay! So. Teresa that's my cousin Teresa mm-hmm. she uh is she teaches theater in California I don't think she's not in LA mm-hmm. but she's totally an LA girl um she is an actress and a thespian and um a first lady her husband is Troy um and they have a church um as well pastor Troy shout out to pastor Troy they are adorable
2: hey that's but, um, a uh that's a rapper
0: I know right? and I said something about Pastor Troy on Facebook one time and he was like what I was like oh not you the other pastor but he knows he knows who that is and actually you should look them up um they have a great church and um Troy has an amazing story about like how he started out like as a gangbanger oh wow and you know kind of went into the ministry
2: oh that's excellent
0: yeah, yes. so thank you for watching, cuz my family's so supportive. Yeah, and that's it. that's the same side of my family that I had my uncle Bill on. It's like so we just we just some famous people all together.
2: That's right. <laughs> so how can people uh, get you in social media and tell us about your website?
0: Yes. Um. So my website address is www.taishabradley.com That's my first name and last name. T a i i s h a b r a d l e y dot com. And I'm on social on Facebook. I'm at Taisha Bradley M A. That stands for Master of Communication Arts. <laughs> um, and but then on my rest of my social, I'm just at Taisha Bradley on um, Twitter, on Instagram. I'm Taisha Bradley on YouTube. I think I'm on YouTube. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's how you reach me, but the best way is to um, hit me up through my website. There are lots of different ways that you can um connect with me, there are lots of different ways that you can work with me. Um, I work with people one-on-one also, so don't think that, you know, I just like have a course that you could do even though the course is fire. Um, but I work with people um, one-on-one also, and I also work with people like if you're not sure if you need a publicist. Or you just need to talk to somebody right quick to see if you're in the right direction. I do consultations like that because a lot of times people are not like all in, or they like talk to me and they're like, oh, I'm not ready. <laughs> right. Or they talk to me and they're like, oh, I've been ready for this. So um, they can go to my website and book one of those with me. It's kind of it's kind of like a discovery kind of consultation, just trying to see what's up, see if you know we vibe and you know if we want to work together. So people can hit me up that way too. If you you know if you're really serious and you really you know ready to get seen, get heard. Um, if you have a brand, a business, a product that you're trying to get out there and, you know, you want to do it in a big way and kind of come up in a big way, um, then definitely publicity is the way to do it. And I'm the person to show you how, because that's what I've been doing for like 20 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now I'm doing it for the people. <laughs>
2: that's right. Doing it for the people. I love it.
0: For
2: um, the people. You can you guys can get me on Twitter at kentef. And you can also on Instagram get me at Kente Ferguson. That's F E R G E R S O N. As well as uh, you, you can get the uh, Indy Radio, I N D Y Radio on Instagram. And you can go to our website, of course, where all of our content lies, IndyRadio.org. That's I N D Y Uh We'll be, Friday, we'll be back for talking about Walkers, the Walking Dead podcast. We're covering uh, the season nine premiere of that. So that's coming up next and uh, you know, we have more wonderful programming for you in upcoming weeks. We have a brand new Mars Venus on Monday. Uh, we will be talking about long distance relationships. And uh, so that should be a lot of fun as well. But I want to, before we say goodbye, I want to say thank you so much, Taisha.
1: Thank you. Um, And,
2: you know, Taisha is a wonderful person and a terrific publicist. And Aww. I said this earlier in the show that, you know, I've dealt with a lot of publicists. And she is the best. So, hey, you know, I'm a pre-
0: she's a real deal. She, <laughs> she's a person.
2: If you're like, you're, you're, ast-
0: you're a great person. You're, you're really easy to work with. And I appreciate you, you know, doing what you do Thank you. for the culture also and being out here. Kente is so consistent. Like you got like a kajillion episodes of everything <laughs> that you do. Right. And you're coming up in your 100th episode of...
2: Uh, oh, of uh, Mars Venus, and we just did oh. our hundredth episode
0: of the Walking Dead podcast. Uh, wow, two days ago. So that, that consistency, man. That that's yeah. listen. As long as you're going, you you're gonna win. You winning.
2: You know, it's funny, <laughs> and I
0: really admire that about you. You consistent.
2: It's funny though. Like you, it's like one minute you look up and it's like, man, we've been at it for a while. <laughs> you know, so. that's
0: that's how you know you're doing what you're destined to do when it just it's easy yeah so, it, so speaking this one, of which real quick uh-huh. oh can i shout out to sure. my coin uh-huh. collective sure go ahead. They, they know what that is my rich friends my coin collective ebony and tony and carlene and um hopefully soon we'll be on mars venus yes all together and we'll tell you what a coin collective is <laughs> uh-huh. um but we're changing the game like in all of our industries and we're helping each other do it so kentha will let us know on when, when we'll be on right
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll get that. We'll get that figured out real soon. Yay. Uh,
0: well, Thank you so much for having me.
2: All right. So uh, you guys have a wonderful weekend. God bless. And we'll see you next time right here on org.
1: Measure W is a local parcel tax for safe,
2: clean water on this November's ballot. It would help clean trash and toxins from our beaches and ocean and capture and store billions of gallons of water we waste each year. Learn more about Measure W at safe, clean, water, LA. org.